You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your hosts, Peter and Steve. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, along with Steve Gilbert. We are co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, presented by Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a four-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, the London Free Press Best of London, the London Community News Reader's Choice Award, and the first-time winner of the St. Thomas & Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. We thank you for listening today and hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 9 or from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, the phone lines are open, so you can give us a call locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send us an email at inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free duct cleaning. And our winner last week was Betty. So don't wait to give us a call right away. And I guess we got to apologize to Jen. And the office. And the office. Steve had called in to buy everybody coffee, but Megan didn't tell anybody about it. Well, it happens, right? So we apologize to Jen and... We'll bring you a coffee next week. <laughs> um, so you're at the St. Thomas Home Show. I am, well, not right now. I'm not. No, no, but uh, yet yeah, we had, we uh, kicked off the St. Thomas Home Garden Show uh, yesterday, and uh, it, the night went very well. Lots of traffic, and it's on ten to eight today. Ten to eight today, and it's at the Timkins Center in St. Thomas, which is the arena just off of uh, Wellington Street. And Sunday is from eleven to five. That's correct. Uh, and I—you won't see me there. Sorry, you know I know you really wanted. No to come one's asked. See. Sorry, yeah, no, no one's, one's asked. asked. For... Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see me in Sarnia. I'm down at the Sarnia show, and you'll—we'll uh, be there at the. Uh, I don't even know the name of the arena right now. I think now. it might be the Clearview Arena, but... Yeah, Clearwater. Clearwater, yes. Clearwater there Arena. There you go. It's by Lampton College. I know that. I drive there. I could drive there. And it goes on uh, from 10 today till 6. And on Sunday, it goes on from 10 till 5. So uh, stop so, by and you'll So you guys have uh, less hours than we do. We can do more in less hours, Steve. Is that is that a fact? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, and we're and I'll tell you, we had a lot of fun. They had the exhibitors' uh, dinner last night, so we had some sandwiches and a coke, uh, and talked to uh, some old masonry people yesterday for about an hour and a half after the show. It was good. We had a lot of fun down there. Good. So, and how's that? How's that drive back? Um. Well, I kept trying to get the Knights game. On the way back. And I, had, I couldn't, we, you know. We kept, had the Knights game on the way yeah, back. So. It was crackling in and out, in and out. And then, and then when I finally got it clear, I found out they lost four to three. But you know what you're missing at St. Thomas, which I'm sure they don't have in Sarnia? Jumbo? No. You know, they've had that free popcorn as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah, yeah they, I do miss that. <laughs> I have to buy my popcorn <laughs> oh, in Sarnia. Oh, well, sorry about oh, that. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk to them about that next year. Will you? Okay. Yeah. Maybe you'll install a popcorn machine at the booth. 
Yeah, I could. I'm out of popcorn at home, so I couldn't have any when I got home, so I had to buy some. So, But we'll get back to the more important things that are going on. You know, we've been kidding you a lot about your water heater. Here we we go. Yeah, and? On Sunday, you know, I tell everybody, check your air conditioner early, make sure it works. So if you remember last Sunday, (laughs) it was a beautiful sunny day. Warm, you know, up in the 20s. I open my windows. Yeah. I'm aired out, out my house. I'm out raking, you know, work up a little sweat from everything I'm doing outside. I walk you in the house. You turned your air conditioner on. And it was hot. I, I walked in and the house was hot. So <laughs> I opened the windows and then I said, this isn't cooling down quick enough. Oh, my word. So I said, you know what? Good time. Let's, I tell everybody to check their air conditioner. We better turn it on. So I turn it on. Flip on the curling, sitting there thinking, this isn't getting cool. I'm still hot. Go out, mm. look, the air conditioner isn't working. You know what? I probably, the I forgot to flip I the breaker. I turned to put the breaker on, So yes. I go downstairs, flip the breaker on, and it flips right off. Oops. You hate mm. when that happens. Yeah. I went, okay, well, I'll go up to the thermostat, turn it off, flip the breaker. And of course, my Nest thermostat has a five-minute delay built in, which is a beautiful thing. It is. So I grabbed my Coke, and I went outside, and I sat down beside my air conditioner. (laughs) And I waited the five minutes for it to start, and it didn't start. How'd you feel at that point in time? Mad. Mm. You know, I felt very, you know, I wanted to get cool. I couldn't get cool. So did you call the after-hours line? I didn't because that would be embarrassing if I called them and said, I got a no cool, come on out. I had to call the office about my no hot water. Well, we talked on Monday when I went in and they Mm. sent the guys out and my compressor was gone. Is that right? So 12 years old, you know, so it was a, it had given a good life. I'd only been there for six years, so I've been maintaining it for six years, but Doing maintenance and even checking it. That's why we say check your air conditioners before it gets hot. But your air conditioner at 12 years of age over the past six, you added another 12 onto it just by the way you run your air conditioner. Probably. Yeah. I run it a lot more than most people. You know, it, 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 it does run from March, you know, end of March to October. Never. I know. You know, keeps the dog cold. I'm concerned. For the dog. The dog. The it's dog. all about it's all about flurry. Yeah, flurry to okay. the winter coat on. All right. And we have to keep her nice and comfortable. You know. <laughs> so but it uh so I will be getting a new furnace. Yeah, because or sorry, a new air conditioner. Because yeah, repair versus replace doesn't you know, you, you need to replace. Right. We'd be roughly about two grand to put a compressor in and and so on a twelve year old unit that doesn't make sense. It does it makes no sense. And now I have a twelve year old furnace. And that's a Freon unit as well too, isn't it? R twenty two R twenty two. Yep. Yep, which is gonna be outlawed pretty soon. Yep. So it makes a good opportunity to replace it. Now, you know, I have it at the front of my house that was there when I moved in. Right. And don't you don't like it. There. You don't want it there. So now's a great time to change locations. Yep. Change location. And then while I'm doing that, I got a 12-year-old furnace. So, oh, so now you're wondering if you should do a system. Right. So maybe we're, we're going to take a break here in a, in a few seconds. And when we come back, maybe you can tell me whether I should replace my furnace. I'm, I'm humbled at this point in at time. At the same time as I do my air conditioner. Okay. We'll see how good this is. So, All right. And, of course, the phone lines are open, so you can give us a call at 
643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Thank you. Welcome back. So just uh, briefly for the people who may just have tuned in, my 12-year-old air conditioner broke down. That's right. I found out last Sunday when it was warm, and my I want to move it to a different location, and I have a 12-year-old furnace. Right. And my question to Steve was, why should I replace the furnace at the same time? Well, if now you're you're replacing your air conditioner. So you're going to put in a shiny new, brand new air conditioner, which is going to use roughly 50 to 50% less electricity than your current air conditioner was using. And for a person like you who uses your air conditioner as much as you do, that is a good thing. So you are going to uh, have a new unit, save on investing any more money into an old air conditioner by trying to repair it, and you're going to improve your energy Costs and you're going to put your air conditioner where you want it to be, not in the front. So those are all things which are on the plus side of purchasing your air conditioner. Now you, now you've got that 12 year old furnace that you're thinking about. What should I do with it? Well, these days furnaces, well your furnace is the most critical part of your system. So with without your furnace, you can't have air conditioning. So it's a 12 year old furnace. They typically only last 15 to 20 years anyways. And I know some people believe if it's not broke, don't fix it. But this is one of those cases where you have to consider doing them together. Doing them together, there's some uh, efficiencies that happen. So it's a match system at that point in time. Match systems work better together. They're in sync. But also the furnace today uh, will use less natural gas, but natural gas not being expensive is not as critical as the hydro savings people are getting out of their furnaces today. So new furnaces use, at certain new furnaces use a lot less electricity. And there are lots of rebate opportunities going on for those those products. So nowadays, uh, OIEOS, which is Ontario Power, will give you $650 to replace both of those pieces of equipment. So that's a benefit to you. And now with the Union Gas um, program, which is being enhanced by the province as of yesterday, you're going to gain anywhere between another, let's say, 650 to, who knows, $1,300 more as well. So you're covering the cost of that furnace purchase. So it really, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a no-brainer at this opportunity. If one goes and at the age that you have, I would be doing both. Really? So yeah. energy savings. Now, you, you know, but for the listeners, I run my furnace fan all the time, which we recommend to even out the temperature. $70 a month, Mr. Inch. That's because I don't have a DC motor. But there's two types of DC motors in the marketplace today. Okay. So there's DC constant torque. It only uses 30% less than what you're operating under. So it's not as great a savings for, let's say, variable DC, which uses 85% less hydro. That 85% uh, 
would take your $70 a month down to $7 a month. Right. That's huge. Right. And now, you know, if let's just say I finance this. Well, it'll pay that, for itself. That would help to pay the what I have to pay in finance. Yeah, so the, let's say the finance charge for a furnace and an air conditioner, you'll spend, customers are spending roughly 110 to $120 a month on financing. Well, you have the potential to save, in your case, um, 70, 80, close to maybe 90, $100 a month. So you're actually going to be only, it's only going to cost you really $20 a month more than what you're spending already. Because your utility savings is going to offset the cost of your financing. All because we listened to myself. And tested the air conditioner. You didn't test it. You turned it on, man. But that's what you're supposed to do. Test it. Make sure it works so that you have, as we can see, now that we have a snowstorms today, we have lots of time that I can spend to investigate replacing your system all the time, the money, you know, how I'm going to do it, where am I going to put everything, get the uh, audit done by um, uh, Amerispec to come out and do the audit. So that I can get rebate back from Union Gas, I can work with my. Um, I call it OPA. You call it. Well, it's it's got a new name, but it's still the OPA. Okay, and get that that funding back. So I have some time here that I can work with you, versus having a, to make a quick decision. Yeah, a yes. panic buy when it's a hundred degrees and the dog has to be cool. And now, how are we going to do that? Can you get it put in today? You know. We know. Actually, if, we are putting a furnace in today from a customer that uh, called me yesterday because of a no, hit, no heat situation. So our guys rallied, and uh, they are installing that furnace this morning. Yeah, and we want to thank Pete and Milton. Absolutely. Are the two gentlemen out there that are working today to put that in for that customer and make sure they got heat? Because, you know, you'd think April 1st, we didn't have to worry about cold weather yet. This is what we're looking at. And the, the customer is looking on the long-range forecast, right? This weekend was supposed to be, I think tomorrow is supposed to, like, might be my, minus 12. So his, we had great concerns. So we just, uh, we put it out there to the to the troops, and uh, they jumped all over it. They were more than happy to, to do that. So I, th- I thank Milton and Peter as well. Yeah, it's uh, really appreciate what those guys are doing. We're going to head right to the phone call. We have uh, Frank on the line. Frank, uh, go ahead oh. with your question. Oh, hi, Peter. You said you're going to be moving the location of your air conditioning unit? Yes. Yeah, I often wonder about that. Does it affect the life of the unit, uh, the location? Like, say, for example, is it better to have it in a shaded area or in a sunny area? Does that matter? We used to think, I'm, I'm saying 20, 30 years ago, we used to think that was an important Item, so we would try to put it on uh, not on the south or west side of the house. We would try to put it under a shaded tree, or what we have found it is more important if the line set is a shorter distance than whether it's in a shaded area or a sunny area. And cir- oh. and circulation, Frank, it, there has to be room around that air conditioner to circulate. Right, right. Okay, okay. Just a uh, quick question about that. That was the only thing, question I had. Okay. No, thank you for calling. Thanks. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. And you, that that is a, something that gets brought up a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, because we, we can put them on, really, an air conditioner can go anywhere 
except for, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. An air conditioner can go on any side of your house. It's really where you want it to go. Um, but some things you have to look out for, in the city of London anyways, you, the outside of the air conditioner has to be three feet from the property line. So that is their uh, bylaw within the city. So we can't, we can't infringe on that bylaw. If we did and your neighbor complained, you would have to uh, have us come back out and move that air conditioner at your cost. Uh, and the other thing is it can't be too close to a gas meter. So it needs to be 40 inches away from uh, the regulator. So really to be safe, the edge of the air conditioner needs to be 40 inches away from your gas meter. Okay. And we're, I'm going to get back to that. We've sure. got a, a call that came in in our mailbag for that, but we're going to go right to the phone lines and we got Albert on the line. Go ahead, Albert. Yeah. I had a question for you in the hot water tanks. Uh, I'm a renovator, so I generally would hire the company to come in and do a replacement. But with, I should say with a hot water tank, why don't they come with a programmable timer like a furnace does? Because I've had situations where, let's say it's a senior, it's one person. They don't need it on 24-7. And uh, But a year ago, we took out a gas-fired unit. We put in an electrical for her, and we put a mechanical timer on it. And it only comes on for, I think it's two hours a day, because the tanks are so well insulated. Um, I mean, you can shut hydro off, and you still have hot water in that hot water tank two days later. So I'm just curious why they you do it with a gas-fired furnace. Why they have never adopted that uh, strategy or that device for a water tank? The, the challenge you get into, and, and I'll say they have done it, and that's what's called tankless. So they kind of went from a tank to a tankless. You only use it when you need it. And it is also, you can, um, it has remotes to adjust the temperature. Even when you're in the shower, if I like at 120 and somebody likes at 110, you know, from standing in the bathroom, they can make the adjustment. The reason they haven't done it with a gas tank heater is the recovery time. If we couldn't, in the water in there, you know, if it's a new tank, the insulation and everything will hold that temperature pretty good. If it's an older tank, that's what we usually find out, the insulation and everything breaks down and the dip tube will start to deteriorate. So then, instead of me having a tank full of hot water, I have a tank full of lukewarm. We turn it on, and we we hope we can warm that up quick enough that, like you say, you can then uh, get a hot shower. So let's just say that's two hours before you need it. That time, you might have to adjust as that tank gets older because it may not have the same recovery time um, as it does being brand new as it would be five, six years down the road. Okay. And I take it a hot water tank, a glass-lined one, is better than a steel one in the lifespan? They are, Albert. The other thing you have to be careful about on tanks, like tanks need to maintain a hotter temperature just so there's no bacteria growth in them. So really, that like when you... A tank is supposed to be 140 degrees inside of itself just so that there's no bacteria growth. So you you just need to be careful on those timers that, you know, as the tank is sitting idle, that you're not getting any bacteria growth in there. And then they're using hot water prior to it getting to the right temperature. So it's just something to be careful about. Well, it was just a one-time thing. And I was just curious why 
it wasn't adopted more. And no, I it, say they've gone tankless, but I think it, the tankless haven't grown in popularity as I thought myself that they would. It's it's a it's a slow growth. We're we're seeing more and more um, uh, as we go. Just certainly, there are more manufacturers in North America with the tankless. So, uh, we had just heard uh, from one of our manufacturers, like in British Columbia, within two years they will be uh, tanks are not going to be allowed. Oh, that sounds good. Yes, think- so it'll be a forced situation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I just want to get 10 or 12 guys to kick in, buy 500 tanks, we'll go into competition with PSA. There, there you go. <laughs> and then they, can buy, then they can buy us out like they did national. Exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, we thank, thank you for calling in, Albert. We appreciate that very much. Uh, we just got to head to a break here, and okay. uh, um, thank you for giving us a call. Okay. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back. We're going to head right back to the phones where we have Kathy on the line. Thanks for holding, Kathy. Go right ahead with your question. Oh, thank you. Um... My question is about duct cleaning. We've never had our ducts cleaned, and we have a, a Labradoodle. And I'm just wondering how often should someone have their ducts cleaned if they have a pet? Now, I have a uh, Great Pyrenees that sheds a lot. So uh, we normally say between three and five years is the average. In my home with my dog, it, it's every two years I get it done. Okay. Um, now, what I normally say is, do you have hardwood floors? We do have, yes. Okay. So how often would you vacuum uh, in a week? Probably once a week, maybe okay. twice a week. Okay. So to give you an example, I have to vacuum every day. Okay. Because it sheds that much. So what I always say is, if you picture how much is laying on that floor... That's what's going into the ductwork on a regular basis. Okay. And it will slowly just continue to build up. So in your case, you probably could get the three years, four years out of a duct cleaning once it was done. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, that's uh, you know, a lot of people have that question. Absolutely, You know, yes. how long. And, and with what we call our duct doors, you can even take them down and look yourself. Yes. Um, or pull up a return and look inside the, you know, just take a flashlight, look yeah. inside the return air. You know, you can even video it with your new, with your iPhones. You can put down in there and do a little video and then watch it. And yeah. then, then you can see it after it's been cleaned of how much it is. But it, you know, if you're vacuuming a lot or you have pets that are shedding a lot, it is definitely something you, you need to get done. Absolutely. So that'll be, you'll include that in the price of my new furnace and air, Steve, that duct cleaner. I'll itemize it for you, Mr. Inch, so you can actually see that. Yes. Yeah, that's good, because I do need to get it done this year. I can feel my allergies. But maybe it's because I have to open up all the windows because my air conditioner isn't working. You know, the the trees came out in bud, but they, they, they saw the snow falling today. They closed right back up again. So, you know, I think you're okay just for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this snow. I thought we were well done with that. So we'll go back to our mailbag. We got a question that said, um, we had a roofer out to fix our chimney, 
And they said that we needed to replace the liner. Okay. Or sorry, we had a roofer out to fix our roof. And they looked at the chimney and said that it needed a new chimney liner. A couple of questions is, one, what is the purpose of the chimney liner? And two, is there an alternative to it? That's a good question. They, well, all some some chimneys in the city uh, would have or don't may not even have a clay line inside them. So uh, if, if your furnace or your water heater, because they all create exhaust, is going into the chimney then the gas code states that there has to be a metal sleeve, we called it an aluminum liner, down that chimney in order to attach to the furnace and the water heater. If you've had, if your furnace is so old that it doesn't have a liner, you're kind of grandfathered in until you make a change, and the change may be upgrade the water heater, upgrade the furnace. Then, then you have to bring everything up to code at that point in time, in which case you would drop a liner. If nowadays new product doesn't use the chimney, furnaces anyways, they still, they exhaust out through the side of the house. So now when you're driving around and you see all these white plastic pipes coming out of the side of a house, those are typically a furnace or they could be a water heater because some water heaters um, vent out through the side of the house. Some water heaters actually vent up the chimney. So depending on what products you have or what you're doing inside your house, if you're upgrading things, then you may or may not need that chimney at all. In some cases, we're going to just abandon the chimney totally. So it's, it's, so depending what she has and the age of the products in the home, it may be time to abandon the chimney and possibly, yes. Or it could be just, if it was just a water heater, they could put a liner down there and reattach it to the the water heater. Now a liner costs can be anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars. Depending on the severity and the height of the house. There are some houses in London where you'd need a cherry picker to, to get up there because they're so high to drop a liner. Yep. In that case, by the time you factor in the cost of the cherry picker and the liner, sometimes it's just best to change the product and go to a sidewall vent. Right. And if it's a water heater, it could be a rental. Correct. You could upgrade to a rental um, and put it out through the side without a problem. That's true. And anything high efficiency today, so if it's high efficiency it's going to exhaust out through the side of the house anyways. Yeah. And if you're replacing that water heater, if you were doing a furnace, the rebates from Union Gas. On high efficiency hot water, yes, there's a a benefit for that. So if you are changing your furnace, like in your case, if you had an older water heater and you wanted to upgrade to, let's say, a tankless or a high efficiency tank water heater, then there is some benefits, extra rebates for you and incentives as well. Okay. And one thing, you know, we're talking, take your winter covers off. You know, even though it's going to snow, <laughs> take that winter cover off. Have you taken yours off, Steve? Actually, I'm going to brush the snow off the cover on, uh, I'll probably take it off on Monday, and then it'll be time. You might want to try that, Eric. It's April. Sure. It's April. I can officially, I can probably take my cover off now. And you might want to try it. You could have the surprise that I did. Uh, yeah, well, I'll I'll turn it on. But the last time the guys were at the house in the fall, the air conditioner was working because they tested it. So was mine. Okay, well, you know, I'm just saying you got to test these things. You know, don't I, wait until it gets hot. I don't run mine in March. <laughs> <laughs> but that you know, we talk about this and talk about this. It is so important that you know get the cover off and at least test it when it's warm. 
um, because there's not enough technicians in the city on the hottest day of the year to service all the air conditioners. There is not. Down. That's exactly right. So if we can take some of that load and get it done early by people testing them and making sure they work properly or even getting maintenances done, um, you know, it's a, it's a great savior to you that you have the time like I do now to really investigate which unit I want. It's going beside the deck. So do I want that super quiet XC21 or, you know, can I go with the XC14 or do I put it on the garage side? And, you know, so you, you have all these options to take a look at. Absolutely. Yes. So get the cover off. I want to hear next week that you've taken the cover off. I'll do my best to try to remember to take the cover off my air conditioner. And at least flip it on and make sure that it works. So. We're just going to take another break here, but the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve. Welcome back. I just want to go over, we talked a little bit about this, but we got an email in the mailbag. Um, and it said uh, they there was someone out. So Union Gas will hire subcontractors to go out and change gas meters in an area. So once your gas meter is so old, they come in and replace them. When they do that, a lot of times these subcontractors will infract something they see that aren't correct. So in this case, they had someone out that was hanging a new meter, and they said the AC was too close to the gas meter, and it had to be moved uh, because of the bylaw. I really think it is the code, not the bylaw, but the gas code that it had to be moved. Is this something that I should pay attention to, or were they just trying to get paid for additional work? <laughs> well, I, I can understand that. The um, You have to imagine there's a thing on a gas meter called a regulator, and what that regulator is designed to do, it's a little vent, and it's designed if there's... If there's pressure back up in the line, it has to it has to actually blow off or escape someplace, and or or like relief, so like a burp or something. So... You have to keep in mind that that there's always that possibility of happening at a gas meter, which is why you're supposed to keep it shoveled. You shouldn't let the snow pile up around your gas meter because that regulator has to be free. So keep in mind if that situation was that there was going to be some gas relieved in the summertime and your air conditioner started at that exact point in time, there's chance of that spark from the air conditioner to ignite that fuel. So... They have deemed the proper distance from the regulator to uh, an arcing portion of the air conditioner, which could be a motor, could be a contactor, needs to be 40 inches away. That way, the gas will dissipate and there'll be no chance of that arc causing that gas to ignite. And the challenge we get is it's three feet or a meter. Right. Um, And the challenge you have, a lot of people say, well, the motor's in the center, that's where the spark is, so I've got a foot to the side of the air conditioner, and then I got two feet to the meter, so everything's great. No, everything's not great. 
That's because in one of the corners, and we don't know which corner, there is a contactor, you know, relays, so forth that are in there that could spark. And if that was on the corner that was closest to the gas meter, now we're only two feet right. from the sparking area, even though we're three feet from the motor. That's correct. So the easiest thing is three feet from the side of the air conditioner to the gas meter or to the regulator. The regulator, because the regulator could be on the other side of the meter and it's it's from the regulator. So, But if you don't know what the regulator is, then really you need to call a professional out to get that to get that assessment done so they can tell you exactly where it needs to go. Yeah. So people that want to move their air conditioner because they just don't want it there anymore, or maybe they're doing some construction around the house because we've had a lot of instances where we've had a lot of basement leaks because of the high water. Sometimes those air conditioners are in the way, especially when they need to excavate around the house. So if that's the case, when it's taken away and when it's put back, it'll be put back to code. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, a lot of people think, well, you know, moving an air conditioner, Steve, what, a couple hundred bucks? And, you know, <laughs> it takes like, what, five minutes to do? I mean, we're really talking between 800 and and $1,000. Well, you're, you're reinstalling it. So yeah. you have to recover all the gas out of it because that has to be done properly. And then you have to take it away. And now you've got to make sure that there's no contamination put back in the line. It's Yeah, there's quite a bit of work involved. So it's, it's something, and, it, and it's not a simple, you know, a lot of times we'll get what I call a disconnect of an air conditioner because they're fixing the foundation or putting in a driveway, and then we come back and reconnect. But those two things together, you're looking around 800 to $1,000 to do that, and it takes a little bit of time, four to five hours Absolutely, to do this. Yes. So it's yeah. not a five-minute job. Well, and it's, it's two trips as well, right? So we're coming to the house twice. Yeah. So uh, just keep that in mind when you're looking at that. And we thank the uh, uh, Jeff who sent in that information on an email, and hopefully that uh, gets you all the information you need. Three feet from the air conditioner to the regulator on the gas meter. Had a little bit of rain over the last week. We've had a lot of rain over the last week, a, a crazy amount. So we've got a, an email came in from Fred. says, I've had a lot of rain my sump pump has ru- been running a lot, and I have a concern of how should I back it up, whether it should be battery or water jet. Would like to know how long the battery would last when the power goes out and which option is best, whether battery backup or water jet backup. So our rule of thumb uh, on backup sump pumps is if you are in the rural route, so if you are not on municipal water, so you're on a well, we do not recommend water jet. And the reason for that is if the power is out for quite some time and, well, on the, on the water jet, you'll have no, if the power is out, you'll have no pump anyways. So, because your system's not going to work, number one. And if the water jet was running, uh, it can use a lot of water. So right. on the municipal system, when the power goes out, you still have municipal water. There's still water pressure there. So it will... It's the fail-safe because although battery backup is good, it's the it's, it's a great choice as well. You have to be careful on how long those batteries last. Right. You're only getting, if eight hours of continuous runtime when it's brand new. Right. So if your battery's been there, you know, four or five years, never ran, you know, and depending, is does your sump pump run for five minutes and shut off for an hour and five minutes and shut off or... 
is that we saw one out in uh, the Elmer area that it ran constantly. Yeah, shut off for thirty seconds, started back up. It was almost like you had a river flowing in. Right, it was going so fast. Yeah, and I was at a house uh, just the other day in um, in the Putnam area. Same sort of thing with this all this heavy rain. There's some pump which just running constantly. Yeah. And uh, he had a battery backup. So, and I asked him if he had a spare pump, which he didn't, but I just said, you really need to take care of this because, you know, if it lets you down, you need to react fairly quickly, right? Yeah. And, and you know, even do you have a, you know, you can always take your battery from your car or, you know, your tractor or whatever to hook back up to that to keep it going, but you've got to have some way to recharge those batteries if you're out of hydro. I mean, we've heard here three, four, five days in the last uh, couple of weeks that people have been without hydro. Right. So so sometimes, you know, that's why uh, municipal water, water jet is the best choice. Yeah. And it will just keep running and pumping and, and working. So uh, uh, definitely in the city, water jet is, water jet is our recommendation. Out in the country, battery backup is, but remember about that, that battery, you have to keep an eye on it or have one that you've recharged that you can switch out pretty quick. Absolutely. And keep it going. So Fred, hope that answers your question on that. Um, We had another customer um, thinking of running, and this, sorry, this was from Carol, and it was uh, thinking of running a hot water heater. What are your promotions that are on at this time? On our water heaters? Yeah. Well, we have a standard promotion going right now, which is if you're renting a water heater, we you get the first uh, three months free. So uh, no rental for the first three months. And we'll also give you a $50 uh, gift card. So it's actually, it's a, it's a pretty good deal, whether that's uh, a renting a tank or a tankless, whether it's a natural gas or propane or electric, we do all of those. Um, that applies to all of those situations. So it's always um, it's always a good time to look at your water heater because they certainly um, some sometimes you've been paying for that tank an awful long time and you just you don't realize that you've been doing it and you've probably paid for that tank on a rental maybe you've paid for it three times so it's always you know if you're considering replacing your furnace or air conditioner and your water heater is the same age, you should give serious consideration to upgrading it as well. Yeah, and if it's ten years, you know my this is Peter Inch's rule of thumb. If it's 10 years old, I'm looking at it more than I did when it was six years old or seven years old because of that tank. There's the opportunity for it to rust out or start leaking or a valve to give away. It's just something I have to pay more attention to due to the age. Yes. Um, if I'm renting it, I may ask them to put a newer tank in. Now your rental will probably go up, but it's less worry. And you're, you don't have to be concerned about a flood or anything in your basement over that time. That's right. So that, you know, ours is uh, 10 years and then you either own it or you can rent a new one at that point. So it's something that, that, you know, that age of 10 is a magic number that you need to pay attention. And when I say, when did you replace your water heater and you can't remember? It's, it's over 10. Yeah. It's over 10 <laughs> at that point And it's, it's probably something you need to pay, pay a little attention, a little attention to because of the you know, utility costs that it's doing, whether it's gas or electric or both, if you have a power venter on the top of it. Yeah. And the misconception is just because it's got one of those venter motors on the top of it, some people think it's a high efficiency water heater. It is not. No, no, exactly. And 
So just something to think about. Hope that uh, helps you out there, Carol. So again, you can see um, Steve at the St. Thomas Home Show today uh, or on Sunday. And you can see myself. I'll be at the Sarnia Home Show this afternoon and tomorrow. So we hope to, uh, if you stop in, say hello, mention that you listen to the show. Um, you know, let me know I'm a better host than Steve so that I can, <laughs> you know, let him know on the next day. Because we already talked about it that with never, Tom on the way in. never, so, ever, yeah. ever stops, yeah, does it? So. It never stops. But uh, make sure you check our website uh, for our specials that are under our coupon area. And when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in to London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS or online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of this show at the Inch at the RoyInch.com by hitting the Inch by Inch button on the homepage. And as we say at the shop, Life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.